the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Chris Heine. I'm Jessica Butchko. And we are just one week away from completing 2014. And in this... Less than a week. Is We're it? We're like three days away. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it is three days away. And in this season of change and seasonal change, we were thinking about all the what-ifs and everything that comes with thinking about those what-ifs. I have a question to start off this podcast today for both of you guys. As we were sitting around with my family the other day, we were talking about all the things that we could do when my parents finally move up here. They've been trying to sell their house for I don't even know how long, at least five years, at least five years. Yeah. And when we get around in those conversations, occasionally we'll talk about, oh, well, when you come up here, then we can plan things to do together. We can go on trips together. We can have dinner every night. We can do this. We can do that. We have all these things that we could possibly do. And one thing that is just, I don't know if uh, natural or inherent or whatever the word is that I'm looking for, about those conversations is they ultimately turn into massive fantasies of all the wonderful things that could happen once that big thing ends, big thing changes, like once a transition is made, all this kind of stuff. And there's two things that go on in my mind every time I have one of those conversations. One of the things is... I have these moments of absolute euphoria and all of these fantasies at once kind of come alive and I'm like, oh, this would be so great. It would be so wonderful. And then 15 minutes later, I have kind of a crushing realization that many of these things might not even happen ever. Or likely won't happen, yeah. Or, you know, maybe parts of it will happen or things will happen. Or I guess a second piece of that is maybe I'll just have to wait a little longer. So... I was thinking about that because uh, inevitably those conversations happen every time we get together and that's just a part of my family. So my question for you guys is, do you share that same kind of what if syndrome? Do you have those conversations with people very often or with yourself? And do you have moments where you kind of build yourself up into these massive like towering fantasies of all the things that you could do? Well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I, I was going to say I probably only do with you. Really? Because you're the one kind of doing that and I'm along for the ride. <laughs> but then <laughs> wait, I thought wait. about it and then I thought and I looked at Francesca and there's all these times where I'm always like, Francesca, as soon as this project and this show are over, oh, yeah. then I'm just going to play a million board games and catch up on every video game. D&D and I'm going to play D&D a week. twice a week <laughs> and all these grandiose plans and they never pan out but i always make them and i continually make them and then the next month i make the exact same plans and and then i'm like as soon as this project is over this one's the worst of all this one's so hard but so the difference between my version and your version then is as soon as one thing stops you're freed up right and then mine is if we did this one thing, then it would let me do this second thing, and then it would let me do the third thing and the fourth thing into infinity. Like, oh, like I'm building on these, these well, like it, fake, not real situations. Like, does that happen to you too? Yeah, I've I do that a lot, and I I sometimes go overboard, and I will because you I will start like on a small scale fantasizing about a project I'll do, and then I will take it to like ridiculous levels of what's going to happen with that project so if that project is a success yeah and then this this. is going to happen and then this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and then i'm like wait a minute that's not the only thing i can be responsible for is like doing the project and getting it done so i have a question about both of those things so chris yours is a transitional thing you're like when i stop this this other thing will happen and yours is if this thing happens the potential of these other things might lead me to some extra adventure something like that do you think it's healthy to have either one, one more than the other? Do you feel like it's something that everybody does, or do you feel do you feel like the camps between the people, the Chris's of the world, and the Francesca's of the world, like do you think there is a divide? People just do one or the other. They don't necessarily have grandiose, weird conversations that go into infinity. Or when yeah, this there's is done, probably there's probably less extreme versions. I'm not sure. So my my version is just like. I'm waiting to get done with something so I can do something else. Yeah. And Francesca's version is she wants to string one thing into another thing into another thing. Kind of. If if she finishes a project, 
Like yours is, if I finish a project, I don't have to do that thing anymore so I could do something else. Well, yeah. Francesca's is, if I finish a project, finishing that project now allows me to use my energies from that project to do something in addition to it. So it's like when you try and do, if like let's say you were working for a client and you're like, once I work for this client... I'll have this client on my resume, yes. which will right. propel me to greater heights. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's kind of like cloud castle building. <laughs> do you think that's, do you think, you think less people build castles in the clouds? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I find that a very natural thing. In fact, I think the funny thing is I wanted to ask that not only because I, I wanted to know if you guys shared the same kind of castle building but or is it something that you think is ultimately really disappointing for people if they never build those kinds of castles or you know if they if they finish that project and it does not lead to the next big well, step i can say that while i i do that and i think i it's in my nature to do that i have since i think i have turned more into maybe the kind that you're saying Chris is which is that maybe more practical view of like like if I want to work on this project that means I have to clear up time and also don't expect anything for it really yeah I feel like that's kind of happened and I I don't mind that I still I still again like I think it's in my nature to have those like daydreams because I do that for fun like if I'm because I walk a lot and I sometimes just think about that but then as soon as I'm done with the walk I'm like okay you're not allowed to think about it anymore because like you got to focus but I really like doing it. I think it's fun. It's like a fun... I don't think it's bad or depressing. Yeah. No, I, I like doing it just because it's like, well, you never know. I also think that you usually don't castle build the way it really turns out. You don't plan Me? the way it... Anybody. Oh, I think in universe. general. Like, it never works out where you're like, I'm going to do this one thing and then I'm going to pro- be propelled to the greatest heights in the world and everyone's going to hand me things or whatever like that. <laughs> but like, because I probably had delusions of grandeur about projects that I've done in the past. And I'm like, now that I've done this awesome thing, there's no stopping me. And while that is true, there is no stopping me. (laughs) (laughs) There really is no stopping me. But in the momentary, like the few weeks or months or even years after that project, maybe I didn't propel forward like a rocket like I thought I might during the project. But looking back over time... I've gone further than I maybe thought I would. So it did happen. So it did, but it's not like the amazing, like, you're like, as soon as I finish this project, I will get this amazing other thing and it will be this. It's not like like hitting a movie montage. Yeah, Yeah. it's not like a movie montage, exactly. (laughs) I want a movie montage. And it doesn't doesn't go in the directions you might have originally planned where you're like, this is going to happen. And then this, you might even be down to like, this person from this company is going to contact me. So maybe Stan Lee is going to come and be like, do you (laughs) want to take over all of my movie roles? And that's eventually where it would end. Well, the funny thing is, I think that there are personality types that tend to extrapolate out into these ridiculous long like giant strings of things and i think sometimes it's necessary for somebody to have a vision that's so far out Mm -hmm. that they can start to plan all those little tiny jumps yeah well how do you how do you feel about it well it's funny because i was thinking back to the origins of light gray which is a question that people ask me a lot like how did this even start and how did this happen and i don't know if we ever went into it i mean there's the the there's the answer that i give like people that walk in. I, I usually tell people kind of a thing, but yeah. it's sort of vague. And there's there's the answer where where it's true, but it's a thing this community building, like, you know, all these things that I wish were in the same spot, this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I then there's the the other version that sorry, Chris, I got really excited for a second. Pointed right at me. And I've been pointing. The other I version I did it all. That's what she's pointing at me for. Yeah. It's all Chris. And where we wanted a new studio space because we wanted to expand mm-hmm. and we found one and we walked into it and we said oh my god this studio space would allow us to do gallery shows and workshops and would allow us to have more space and we have ground floor access that would let this thing happen and this thing happen and this thing happen 
then when we were in there, we said, okay, now we have a gallery. Now we can do these group shows. Now we can do this kind of stuff. Now mm-hmm. we'll contact these people and try and, you know, find out how to do this thing. And it did sort of have that castle, cloud castle building situation. Yeah. But it also drastically turned from like a purple castle to like a, you know. Right. Golden. I was going to say most of those yeah. things were things that happened and I, I think the story if because people do ask a lot there you know people just come in and they're curious and yeah friendly and they're like how you know what's yeah, the story this behind work? this and i think the story that is given is kind of like a hindsight story that could only be told in hindsight because it happened way differently than anything originally planned so we right. couldn't have we couldn't have said two years ago or three years ago or four years ago or five years ago even remotely have well, five guessed. years ago we wouldn't even known it it wasn't even a thing right i know even and out. even and even when we were looking for new spaces we were looking at ran like not random but vastly different spaces and if we would have taken any one of those spaces which were fine spaces yeah then so our lives i don't even know i can't even predict what our life but which we wouldn't is what's ha- cool about it infinite possibilities yeah it's like a like universe alternate universes what is that theory there's like a billion universes. Actually, we watched a Star Trek. I know every time we have a Star well, Trek analogy. Star Trek is this wasn't even an alternate life. universe, though, if you're going to talk about the one that I thought you were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that one. So Janeway, for example, on Voyager, I have to tell you, it's really important. Um, she all of a sudden was seeing all of her crew get sick. And it turned out that they found out everybody on the ship was a, a replica, a DNA replica. Except for her. No. No, she was also one. Oh, okay. Everybody on the ship was a replica. Even the ship been... was a replica. Yep. Even the ship was made out of some weird, like, Space shape-shifting group. matter. You know? Big spoilers for season five, Voyager. Yeah, sorry, guys. So, <laughs> and then what happened was they they all found out they were replicas existing in a parallel existence because they shared the DNA. But not a universe. Not a universe. Parallel existence. And so... They were going about the same things that they would normally do. So their personalities weren't changed. Their environments weren't changed. Nothing was any different except well, the, for the fact that they were replicas. But they did. They had. It was in the same universe, but there was a tangential thing because Tom and Bellana were getting married. So in in these replicas, they had different experiences because they weren't doing the same thing as the regular crew. So in there's Tom and Bellana got married, and a bunch of people got sick. Bunch of people got sick. And then they all turned into goo. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> but the funny thing is, when you think know. about that, yeah. Okay, so here's where the actual important part was. Regular Janeway and all of her buddies were on a ship, probably going about the same sort of process that they would have gone on anyway. Both both people plopped in different parts of space would still do the exact same thing they would normally do, except for being in a different location. So you don't think it wasn't... One person made a slightly different decision. If they were the exact same people, I don't think that their decisions would be that different. The, they wouldn't be that ever. different, but it also makes me think of Fringe, which I know you guys seen a couple episodes of. But Fringe is all about alternate universes, and I know the Fringe is science is super whatever. But <laughs> but but the whole premise behind the alternate universes is like there's like one tiny. It's that like butterfly effect thing, yeah. which I don't know how. Whatever that is, I don't know if I believe in it or not. But you don't think like there's ever a point or there was never a point in Janeway's existence where she sat there and thought about a decision really hard and then went one way, even though she was seriously considering the other one. No, I I don't think, think, I I think that the differences would be the fact that one Voyager left the planet a month before the DNA replicas left a planet. Right. And just that one month changed. Oh yeah. A month is huge. Or even a minute, even a minute. It's like the first one that got hit by whatever. I don't know. Yeah. That's People what I'm saying. Voyager. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Timing, place, like the place, like the ideas, like you could probably extrapolate out any number of what ifs in the same way. Like I'd probably do it if you, if you, I don't know, if you asked me to do this about a different kind of project, I would most likely still pull from everything that I know and I would infuse these couple new facets, but I probably wouldn't ideate in any different of a way than I normally would. So I probably would come up with the same list of things I thought I was capable of, probably would come up with the same list of things that I'm interested in, unless a massive amount of time, like we're talking about Janeway or whatever, unless a massive amount of time is between these two things, 
I probably wouldn't be a different person. If so you started a gallery now, it would probably be called like Peak of Everest or something like that. <laughs> I would only have Mount Everest <laughs> paraphernalia. I would just make a museum that I would build a one twenty fifth scale replica. But that's like the the time and place thing. Like your interests, people's interests switch so quickly that. But who I am is not any different. So I'd probably still go through the same entire process. So if you were faced with a massive change right now or or a massive what-if conversation, if you were in a conversation with me and I said, what happens if you get $50,000? And I'm going to pick a reasonable amount of money. Like it's a it's a like year's, from a grant or something? Yeah, a year's yeah. salary for somebody or like a, you know, a chunk of money that's a decent amount that you could do something substantial with so not like 200 bucks because who cares i probably care but <laughs> i would know. take it <laughs> yeah i'd take it um but if somebody said okay you've got fifty thousand dollars you think you would do something drastically different than what you would be doing already well any quicker any any slower than what you would do if you just were plodding along with normal money or would you just put it towards thing that you'd want things you want right now but you'd get it a little faster i'd pay off my loan which is something that you're working on. Yeah. And you would just be working on it for less time. For less time. But I wouldn't stop working and I wouldn't stop. You wouldn't buy my. Uh, it would boat. not. No, it would not change my daily life. Yeah. And there's an article actually that's very similar to this about people's. If you give people money and say, here's money, do whatever you want with it. People normally do things that they don't enjoy. They pay their bills. They pay off loans. Things you yeah, but you're supposed to. Right. Do. But what if you, you enjoy that though? Yeah, you don't really enjoy it, though. You enjoy it because you have to do it and you want to do it, but it doesn't increase their joy. So basically, they just gave people money, and it was a small amount. It was like, I think it might have been $20 or $10. It wasn't very much, but they said, take this money. How happy do you feel? And the people rated on a scale of 1 to 10, and then they said, now take this money and spend it on yourself. And people normally... You know, they like bought a coffee or they... That's what I do. Yeah. Or they, maybe five bucks, I'd go to eat. They paid yeah. a bill, like a small bill or something like that, or, or they paid somebody back. And then they called them that night because they took their phone numbers and said, now on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you? And on average, everyone said the exact same. Right. But then they also gave people the money and said, spend this on somebody else. And then the thought that they put into buying somebody something else... And in that case, instead of buying like a coffee or something, they looked for really fun things to buy people and they were looking for unique and exciting things to buy people. And and people bought things for like their nieces. I mean, they didn't just give them to random strangers usually, but some people did. Some people like paid it forward or something. They just did something totally different than they yeah. normally do. And then they called those people and all, those people all had a rise in their how happy they would rate themselves. So I guess when you get money because you pay your loan that might make you happier because your loan is going to be over sooner i mean mm-hmm. fifty thousand dollars is a lot though so i mean that's different than oh yeah paying a bill but but i mean it, it doesn't increase your happiness i mean you don't, you're not riding a jet ski around or something that would be pretty exciting <laughs> jet ski is francesca's number one yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really, her, cl- her cloud castle that's what i want so actually good. jet skis make me feel horribly awkward because i one time i crashed one and now i don't like them anymore yeah i know that would make me feel awkward but jet skis are pretty cool I should remember that in, in case theory, you ever go anywhere. That actually, I shouldn't ride a jet ski. Yeah, actually, you and I did ride a jet ski. That's what and, I thought. Yeah, no, and and he almost blinded me to death with salty seawater because he's going too fast. And he makes fun of me because I made a noise. Yeah, and I can never repeat the noise, but it was a perfect noise the time I repeated it the well, first time. It was me drowning in like the air. It was you just screaming, no, 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 over. You went, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Well, it was really important that you stop doing what you're doing. I think my contact would have like shriveled up into a small uh, like salt crystal. But anyway, we should never give you a jet ski. So you're not going to buy a jet ski with your $50,000. No, so no, maybe I would. Maybe if somebody gave me $50,000, I would use it instead of doing the responsible thing and paying off my house or something like that, putting it into my 401k. I would I would take at least part of it and do something really exciting really well i mean pretty exciting like take a vacation like take a vacation maybe i mean i'm not like the crazy one about vacations but they do create memories that do make you happier overall i feel like in your life and enrich you in ways that didn't otherwise so maybe i would take a pretty large chunk of it and take a sweet vacation that i wouldn't have done otherwise or try and find something that 
Really? You really think you'd do something that you wouldn't normally do just in general? You would go buy one million board games and then buy like a piece of a house to put all your board games in? I feel yeah, well, like, that's pretty exciting. No, I feel like that's exactly what you do. Well, the point of my question was, <laughs> was I, there's, there's, there was no surprise in me asking Francesca what she'd do with her $50,000 right, because hands down of course she's going to go pay off her loans and for you of course you're going to buy well, like a trailer just to put your video or your like board games in because you're you so of course you would do that what do you think I would do with it get a bunch of cats I guess <laughs> I think I'm at my cat limit but buy if I could crystals I don't know yeah well that's the thing I'm, I'm sure you might build something I'd probably build something. I'd probably do something that has something to do with artwork. But, you know, I probably wouldn't go that far off the mark. Right. Well, even with like a like a big old chunk of money like that. I don't think I don't think a massive chunk of money like I've heard these conversations before where people talk about winning the lottery and what what that does to a person and how it is not as great or as all that's cut out to be. And I feel like we've talked about this before. But, but do you think it actually changes a person? No, I don't think it does. I think I think the things that change a person and can improve your like overall happiness are tiny changes. Like, for instance... Over a long period of time. Right. If I got $50,000 tomorrow, and I, I would immediately pay off my loan and probably a couple other things, and then I would be doing the same thing I do every day. Like, yeah. just go right back to it. Yeah. But... Like, for instance, this past year, I've gotten into the habit of waking up earlier. That has changed my life a lot. Yeah. Like, just having a few extra hours in the morning, like, the things that have happened because of that are ridiculous. And it's weird because, like, that didn't actually cost me any money to do, but it was so tiny and so, like, it's kind of like the, it's like how ice breaks cement apart. So I feel like those kind of changes can affect either for good or bad your overall happiness but, but it like doesn't the big change ones, who you are though no it doesn't change who you so are even but though it, you woke up a, a couple hours earlier you're not massively changing no your, your i don't think of, it, it'll change your personality like i i'm gonna still pay my loan off for <laughs> money. <laughs> even but, if you wake up earlier even if you wake up later you'll did, probably still want to pay your loan i do off. think it did make it did make me a happier person though yeah. i think i think it did actually help with stuff like it, it well, gave me more time to do things the reason why i was asking was was does does a massive change change your personality unless it's like a horrible thing that happens to you like an absolutely horrible thing i think it reveals stuff about your personality i don't know if it changes it though yeah i don't think it changes you necessarily so i don't know probably not Probably not. Probably not. It might just accentuate things about you. I feel like if you had like a super addictive personality and then you got a million dollars, you might do a lot of addictive. You probably, (laughs) yeah, maybe you would. Yeah, maybe you would. Well, I don't know. I, I think here's the other question that kind of is a, a little bit in the beginning of this. So, so say we went down that road where we're sitting around and we said, okay, well, if we can do we we take this first step then all these other doors will open we'll have all these other possibilities and if we do one of those then this thing will happen this thing will happen what if you're sitting around waiting for your other cohorts to actually take that first action how long is an okay amount of time to wait before you realize that that is either a good idea to keep waiting or a bad idea and you should go and do your thing by yourself or um, or I don't, totally deviate. I think it totally depends on the situation, but it should probably be shorter than it usually is. Really? Yeah. Do yeah. you think that... people wait too long? Yeah. Yeah. For promises? Always. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And is that a lack of trust in the person that it's actually going to happen? Or you think life no, just gets in the way? No, I think it's too much trust in the person that it's actually going to happen. Well, I also I mean, think... It, I, I guess it's lack of trust on whose side. I, I feel like, for instance, if you're waiting for someone to give you a promotion... And they keep promising it, but it never happens. How you, long do you wait? Right. How long do you wait? Because you don't want to quit the day before they finally give you that promotion. Right. But, but is a it lot a real of times promise? it might never come. I don't right. Know. And I don't think in that instance, I think it's the fault of the person waiting for the promotion than the other person. Because it it's kind of like, like everybody has things going on, you know, and everybody's busy and... I think it's it's probably good to wait a little bit because, you know, give people 
some time because everything takes time. But after a while, it's like... Well, what if your guys' goals are exactly the same? And that person eventually is going to do it. Maybe, though. Maybe. But but if you and this teammate or other person truly do share a lot of things well, and you could see it happening but it's just not happening like how right how do you decide if that's a good thing to do to keep waiting i think the other thing is sometimes you have other things that kind of get in the queue and then you have to make decisions between things right and i think it, like it's it's kind of respect both both parties have to be respectful of each other one one side you know can't make the other side wait for you know ad nauseum because they have other things going on and vice versa. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds really... Well, it's really hard. I mean, there there have been a couple times when... Oh, man. I I am positive I share similar life goals to, I don't know, a good handful of people that I know really well. And I know if it were up to me and I was waiting on somebody and I really wanted to do something grander or more exciting and I was waiting, I would be probably going insane if it took longer than three months to see some some like action whatsoever. So I feel like I would be the first person to jump ship and do something else. And I think there's examples of that, like in your past of, you know, a lot of people have groups that they form with other like-minded artists or something like that. They form little collectives, they film, form illustration groups and stuff like that. And I think everyone has a different rate at which they want things to happen. And there's, and I think that's why a lot of times they don't last for a really long time. And does that say a lot about me as a person? No. Well, is that I don't, I don't trust somebody else to do enough. No, but you, no, I mean, I don't three think. Three months is a, a pretty, I think that's a long time to give someone. Or, or does it say more about the fact that, I mean, that probably says a lot too. If, if that's something that happens and if I have a short tolerance for, saying stagnant or something like that probably is also either really exciting for somebody who wants to go at a fast pace or really kind of detrimental to partnerships with me i don't think it's detrimental to partnerships i think you just have to form the right partnerships and if you are in a partnership with someone who is dragging their feet and doesn't want to move at the pace you want to move at then you're probably in a yeah it's better just to so even though we share final I don't think goals. it is a negative well, on you just because if somebody if for instance if you were let's say you're making a blood oath to yeah. someday move <laughs> to uh move to some remote country. Okay. Got it. I'm going to pick <laughs> Which remote country with his feet? I'm going to pick a cool one. I don't know. For some reason I'm thinking of Tibet. Sure, Tibet. If you were like me and you, we're going to okay. move to Tibet. We're going to abandon all of our belongings and move to Tibet together. Okay. Like it might not be realistic to expect that person to do it in three months, but possibly in 10 years, if you're still waiting, then you've oh. wasted a lot of your time. So the scope. So I could have moved yeah. there three months from now or. You could have moved there Scope is probably the, the keyword to all, all this. So but at the same time, I don't think it's a fault on either person. No. The person who wants to really just abandon everything and do something really insane with their life or the person who's like not quite ready to do that. You know, yeah. like maybe that sounds awesome, but just because their blood oath swore them to, maybe they're not quite ready to do that. So yeah. I don't think either person is like the bad one in that situation. I think it's really hard to figure out which side of that you are on. I think it's really hard in general in any partnership, in any kind of like what if scenario, but especially when you're dragging other people with you, you know, it's really hard to know how to put parameters, time parameters, because again, everybody knows that time is volatile and it's it's up to everything else that's around you, right? The best thing to do, and this is something I'm really bad at and I want to be better at it, I'm trying to be better at it, but it is being very clear about your objectives this whole holiday season i've been hanging out with family there's eight people in my family and so doing anything together is a massive oh yeah it's planning. like moving a what it, what does my dad say herding cats it is like herding cats yeah and so like in order for anything to get done it isn't that we all have our separate lives we all we all hung out together and we all had people to hang out with separately all we had to do was tell each other when we were going to be around and stick to it. That's yeah. all we had to do. And for some reason, that's really hard for us just to be like, and then actually say, yes, from three to five, I'm not going to be here. 
I will be here from eight to 10, you know, like that's, that was what we had to do. And I think with this whole like planning and partnerships and things like that is as long as you say, this is, these are my objectives. Do you agree with those objectives? Can you do these? Cause when we were making our time plans, we weren't, I wouldn't be like, Hey, I'm going to be here. You need to stay here for me. It was more like, when can we, when do we like, or what things do we agree on? Yeah. We'll work on those. Everything else is like, well, that's okay then. If your objectives match, then that'll be a good partnership. But if enough objectives don't match, maybe it's better not to do it. So say your objectives match, your timeline is something that nobody knows. It could work. It could not work. I don't know. It's a really tempting thing. It'd be better with two people or three people or four people. Most of the time, even though I'm really impatient, I probably would try it. If I really respected that person and I really thought that doing things in a team effort was, in the grand scheme of things, a better, more exciting, more feasible, more luxurious outcome, Mm -hmm. I'd probably try my hardest for a very long time to throw all my energy at the team effort. And this is a situation I think that we get into a lot, and you especially, because you have to make the decisions as far as Paper Bicycle is concerned. But a lot of people come to you with pitches of how they want to work together to do something bigger. Sometimes, so for instance, if you're providing the art and someone else is providing the manufacturing, if you're providing the design direction and someone else is providing a different part of it. And I think you have to like carefully consider how much your goals are in line with the client's goals and also what is the likelihood of them actually fulfilling their side compared to our side. Sometimes, and I'm sure a thousand million artists are have heard the story of like, illustrate my children's book and you'll make all of the royalties, you know, or some, not all the royalties, but I'll share the royalties. And you have to like really consider like, are, will there be any royalties? Is this worth doing? And those are weird partnerships where you have to judge ahead of time, like, their goals might align with mine, but is their scope going to align with my expectations? Yeah. Well, that's a hard thing, you know? Yeah, it's very hard. And that's 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 probably what makes a good, successful entrepreneur and business person compared to a bad one. Is being able to figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, being know which ones to accept and which ones to walk Well, I will tell you this. (laughs) All possibilities are so tempting for me that I tend to, even though I know it's maybe not such a good idea, I tend to think about the possibilities as more exciting sometimes than, well, or if, I guess I'll put I'll put priority on the possibilities over the likelihood of financial success. And that is back to what we were saying before that is probably a personality trait and i will tell you this this year and i know you guys know exactly what i'm talking about we have worked for free for way too many people mm. and some of those we Not knew by going, choice always <laughs> well yeah well, some of those we knew it was for free and then some of those we just got stiffed on the client you know and it was one of those things where it is awfully hard to tell sometimes because you think about it and you're like, well, maybe this one thing could lead to all these other things. One thing that's really interesting about that scenario, trying to decide if the potential is worth pursuing, even if you have no idea if the financial stuff is, you know, is going to pan out is, and this is something I'm trying to learn. And especially next, next week when we start talking about new year's goals and all that kind of stuff. One thing I really need to work on is, figuring out what kind of time I have to pour into new endeavors. Because the the thing about all of these like partnerships or all of these like different kinds of things is that a lot of time I think they totally could work. Even the freebie stuff that we do for people, you know, the promises of all these great things probably would work if that was the only thing I was doing, you know? Yeah. If I could dump all my time into the one effort, it probably would be this giant, thing that builds on itself that builds on itself i mean that's the dream though right it would be really cool to not just to make something and still have parameters but not have those parameters be defined by money they are just yeah that would be the dream wouldn't it that is like 
That's the best dream. But you think about it, and, and that's exactly how royalties work. That's the, the promise of the royalties for children's books or licensing or any of that kind of stuff where you have to take a real gamble. Yeah, That is one of those things where you get what you put into it, and sometimes you don't get anything. <laughs> right. But, but well, if you know you put your all into it, I think we were having a conversation, weren't we? Was it me and you or me and, me and Chris? I forgot is, who it what was. What was the conversation? Maybe it was me and my sister, but I was saying that <laughs> that when you put... If I put 100% into something and it failed, that was last podcast, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We did talk about this. You'd rather do that than... I'd rather know that it failed with me giving 100% than me giving what I could when I got some free time and having it fail. Because then you're like, well, could it have been? I don't know. Maybe. So that's one of those things, too, where I I think about... (laughs) Whereas otherwise, you're just like, definitely couldn't have been. Oh, yeah. Well, I gave in that it 100% case, and it failed, so there's no way I could have made it work if I would have tried harder. Well, it's a lot easier to, to not feel quite as bad. Right. Because you're it. like, I gave it my all. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I got some horrible analogies I'm not even going to talk about. It's kind of like when I'm playing Battlefield and texting someone, and then we lose the match, and I'm like, maybe if I wasn't texting someone, we would have won one. the match. <laughs> yeah that's a better one yeah but but it's interesting so okay so in general though of all of the different choices of all the things that i could be doing of all the things you guys could be doing right now this time of year always is a time when i am going through these massive if this happens and this happens and this happens i actually almost booked a ticket i think i told you this um Today, I was still thinking about it. I was still texting back and forth with a friend in New York um, about traveling there for a couple days to go to a trade show one day after. Here, I'll actually back up here for a second. I'm going to go to um, Atlanta for a couple days for a gift show. Mm-hmm. Got to come back. Got to go to an MCAD meeting. Make sure I got all my design department stuff ready. I was going to leave that night, go to New York for a couple days sit through a bunch of seminars, come back home, have to finish Great Personality, start teaching the next week, and then have to do all the rest of the work in there. And you know what's happening with our, our freelance work during this time. Hmm. Giant, massive projects I got to finish. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, but if I do this, if I go to New York and sit through this seminar, think of all the things that could happen afterwards. I've, these All these things that I've been wanting to do. Yeah, I mean, I... I know that you you are always really good about I don't know if finding opportunities is the right word or right phrase, but you will find them everywhere. See, that's in, the problem too. I know, which is good because that means you will never be bored and you will never not find them. But and, it's also kind of scary though because I'm like, well, if I do this thing well, and squeak it in there, is opportunist? That's not the right word. When you see an opportunity, your instinct is to have a positive reaction. Whereas my instinct is usually to be wary, <laughs> almost always. I really? can see that though, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I'm really not like, this not just be really awesome. Not just Francesca, like, but I feel like a lot of people in general are like that. Where you it's too consider good to be true. you consider more about the risks and the amount yes. of the amount that you might fail. Where does that come from? Where does it? What come do you from? mean, like personality trait? Francesca's family. What do you I say? think it definitely probably comes from family looking at my family compared to your family mm-hmm. and the way that we approach different things your family is always looking to improve everything and in, and offers advice to everyone constantly yeah mm-hmm. and so i can see where you get your that. opportunism and industrious nature mm-hmm. whereas i'm more lackadaisical and my family is too my family is is also is very wary. A good word. The first thing they'll do if anything, and and this are is they like why? your family is very wary. I don't. The, I've never even met them, but I feel like they are because they're always like because they're hiding. They're always they're hiding. Always yeah. hiding. <laughs> I'm like Francesca. But like when anything good happens, they like the first thing they'll go is they'll go through the list of like, okay, here's all the bad things. Are these all accounted for? And I'll and if I can say yes in all of them, then 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 they will actually literally break up the champagne, which is nice. But it takes a really long time for them to be there. And on the plus side like that's probably not a great way to go through life but when a good opportunity does happen and i actually recognize it as a good opportunity then it's like well most good opportunities i think are bad opportunities so if this one is a good opportunity in my eyes then it must be like a stellar opportunity if that makes sense oh so it's just your frame of reference 
Yeah, like I'm way down on the pessimist scale, like way down there. So think, it has to be like glowing if, if for me to even see it. Well, that's, I don't know, that probably makes it a little bit sweeter though when you do find something. I don't know, you, Chris, I don't know, are pretty just content with whatever. Yeah. So I is think, that what you mean by lackadaisical? Yes, I think that's exactly what that means. Is that what that I'm means? I'm not sure. I It's a word that I sounds thought, like that's oh, what yeah, it Oh yeah, it sounds like a shrug. Yeah. Is that what that is? Or just, just like, like, eh. like whatever happens is fine. Yeah. Yeah, let's look it up. All right, here we go. Lackadaisical. Well, maybe that's not exactly. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it at all. It, it specifically says lacking enthusiasm and determination, carelessly lazy. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I thought <laughs> it meant like, eh, eh. Yeah, but that's kind of how I am. I don't know. Yeah, that is kind of how you are. Well, I guess that makes sense. I'm just like, oh, what could but this be? That could be a good thing, though. I feel like I'm lackadaisical in my more in my personality where I see the successes that could be, but I also don't count on them until they're in my hand. Ah, I I guess that doesn't mean lackadaisical at all. I see. But like we were having a conversation and Lindsay was going spiraling and spiraling into greater and greater things. And I said, well, as soon as the first step happens, then let's have this conversation again. No, that's too hard. That's <laughs> that's yeah. too hard. I feel like if I don't go all the way to the end, then I don't know if it's even worth doing the first step. Doesn't that make sense to you guys? Yeah, but your your mm. end is if I can't, far past most people's normal end. Well, if like if you're he, like if I eat this food, then I will win the lottery and then you're like, okay, then you should eat food, but then you're like, but then I might buy a million houses and then what? this is These all fake like obviously all but and then i will be poor and then i shouldn't eat it but most people would have stopped after the first one well i feel like in all scenarios i don't know why that was such a poor analogy that was a really <laughs> weird analogy but okay so this goes back to what if syndrome right yes it is much less shocking when you've gone through every single alternate dimension of what could happen the good ones, the bad ones, and everything in between. If right. you're like, well, here's the could four you live with things. the worst thing that could happen? Could you live with the worst thing? And do most, and we've had podcasts about this before, like if you have every single possibility out there and most of them are positive, it's a lot easier to figure out which way you're going to go. Always. Yeah. And even yeah. the bad ones. And you're like, well, it's not well, that bad. Or I have, a, I have a way to compensate for this bad one. Yeah. I think a thing that has changed my perspective, like back in the beginning when I was saying like, like, I like to do the what if and, like, dream big thing because, I, like I said, it's fun and I think it does make me happy sometimes just to do that. But then, especially since Light Gray opened, I learned that some of the best things that happened to me were things I did not predict at all. And they were complete surprises and they were the best. And I, like, like I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine how awesome that could be, you know? So... So I also realized some opportunities or some things present themselves as opportunities and some things just happen to you and they're great. So when we do our New Year's podcast and we talk about all the things that we want to do and if I if I start talking about all the stuff that I want to do and all of a sudden it, it has some influence on all the things that you guys want to do somehow. If I say I want to do this collaborative project, are you in? All of a sudden that piece of your life has been touched by my what ifs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And I think that happens a lot. And then we, and then Francesca and I are more likely to stare blankly for a little while because we are less we're ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like we're, I was ready or for we're that. less ready to jump into things if we haven't like. I mean, I guess you think things through a lot, but we like to think about all the bad, horrible things. Yeah. That are gonna I'm just first. thinking about all the bad things, <laughs> and Chris is being lackadaisical. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever, whatever. Well, I f- I feel like that's okay. You know, every now and again, someone, whether it's you or whether it's somebody else, has to come and shake things up, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it forces you to go through that whole list of things. Every single one of the things we talked about in today's podcast. Your giant castle building, your what ifs, you know, do you partner, do you not partner, what do you do, you know, all those types of things. And I I think there's only a couple times during the year when I actually for real do that. And I know I've said it a couple of times in this podcast, but... um it's interesting because as I'm trying to build these new habits, like you're waking up, you know, mm-hmm. Francesca's waking up. I don't know what your new habit is, Chris. I 
I didn't say I had a new habit. Okay. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any new habits. You know, like as as you try and build a new habit, it becomes this interesting exercise in trying to maintain a tiny bit of a new thing so that you can see what happens after that. And so as I make my list over the next week, which I'm not sure if you guys are going to do. I know you hate making lists about New Year's resolutions, right? Didn't you say it was not, not your thing? Well, I, I wouldn't do it um, on my own, I guess. But I, I'll... Since we're doing it, you'll do it. Yeah. Yep. And are you making them this year? You Maybe. are. You already have some. Yeah, I probably am going to. I'm sure. I hate New Year's resolutions, though. Okay. Just not right <laughs> Well, I got all these podcast, plans, all to. these, yeah, no, all these oh, things wait, I want to oh, okay, do. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll do it for the podcast. Okay, and I'm sure, and I know, I'm sure Jenny has a list of things that she's been Jenny's doing. all lists. Yeah, Jenny's <laughs> just only lists, so she's probably had a, a New Year's resolution list going for like the last six months. You she know. probably just goes day one of 2014, and she opens her notebook and writes down New Year's resolutions 2015, and then starts that list. <laughs> Yeah, she has a whole page dedicated to it in her list, list of lists. So I think that will be probably interesting to sit down. And I did it for a little bit today, and I'm, I'm probably going to take like a moment. And this is one of those things that it's part of my New Year's resolutions, and I'll mention it next time, but to actually give myself time to do the what-if game, to let myself build all these weird possible things. But then not just to stop there and think about all these like potential pieces but to actually build a structure around them and i i feel pretty good about the methods that i've used in the past to do that and although they've been kind of like seat of my pants sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like patchworky figured out kind of stuff i still think that everything i always come back to is i wish i had more time to do those conversations and those brainstorms and all those like if this changes, then what does this do? And if this changes, then what does this do? And like, how could this be better? And how could this be whatever? So I'm sure with your help, or even even as you guys kind of sit next to me as I do this, I'm sure it probably will spur some sort of what-if session in you guys, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. And I feel like that's just kind of how it happens. You watch what somebody else is doing, and then you're like, oh, that's interesting. You know, even as I watch people online and all the things they've got plans, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get to see everybody else's list. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, that would be really cool. This thing will be cool. And then this and then this. So that's what I'm going to plan on doing for the next, I don't know, several days. A little bit of reflection. I know you hate the reflection time, don't you? Which part of it do you hate again? I forgot. I, the end of a year or the yeah. beginning of a new year? I think it's the end of the old year that okay. I don't like. Maybe you should hate the 31st then instead of the 1st. Yeah. I should. What I hate is New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. All right. That's, I guess. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Most yeah. people celebrate that one anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Nobody's partying on the 1st. Year's Day. No. Everybody Everybody's has, already drunk by then. They're hungover they're by continuing then. Continuing to, to keep going. Yeah. It could it could be that. But I'll probably, I'll probably talk with you guys, I'm sure, between now and then anyway, beyond mm-hmm. the podcast about all these differences. So... Well, besides all those things, here's the stuff that you should know about what's coming up. We have a call for art ending on the 5th, Boss Rush. Boss Rush is, again, the battles for all of the bad guys that you've ever played in any MMOs, any PC games, any console games, anything, really, that's had a bad guy in it. It is up to you to decide um, how to pay homage to those guys. One thing that's awesome about this show that we may or may not have mentioned before is that we are um, actually a special guest at GlitchCon. And uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to check that out, it is a two-day-long convention. Two-day-long festival is what we're calling it. Ooh, festival. That's I like that I word I actually just more. made all the advertisements, and we had a long email thread about if it was a con or a festival and whatever, and we decided on festival. Can so. you tell us what that is? Well, GlitchCon is a two-day festival. It has talks. It has events you can participate in. It has gaming tournaments. It has art shows. It has everything you would want in a gaming festival. So it's just a giant celebration of games and the people who play them and all sorts of things in the culture. So It is the 28th and 29th of March. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you're in the Minnesota area or you want to be part of GlitchCon, you should check out the website. We'll make sure to put it in the podcast notes for you guys, too. Also, we are teaching a workshop in how to build 
uh, character sprites for platformers. So we are going to pull out some of the behind-the-scenes stuff from Dream Arcade. We'll show you guys how to do it. Um, that's actually going to be on Saturday, the 28th. But there's tons of other really cool things happening, and you guys should definitely check out the calendar for that. So the reason why we mention that is that Boss Rush will not only be a featured part of the art show going on there, but we have some guest jurors that are going to pick some best of show pieces from that. And we're actually giving out awards to a good handful of artists um, that have made the most compelling pieces for that show. And so that'll be on display not only on the gallery, but also um, as best of show pieces at GlitchCon. So that'll be really awesome. Um, So make sure to sign up before that call for art is over. The other thing that you should know is that we have great personality, idealists, happening very very soon if you want to keep up to date with what's going on there uh every now and again i put up a blog post showing some of the artwork uh some screen caps from the game and a couple other updates it's right on our front page of the light gray art lab website which is lightgrayartlab.com and you can kind of see what's happening there i'm really excited to have the second one come out francesca's been helping with all these backgrounds and all sorts of cool stuff and there's a ton of new content Uh, both artwork content and, of course, all new stories for eight new characters. So all that stuff is on the website as well. You guys can go and check it out. So uh, we should have a new schedule for game nights coming up relatively soon. We'll make sure to keep you guys posted for when that's going to start back up. And, I don't know, a couple other events I'm sure we'll have on the calendar as well. So make sure to check all of these places. Where can people find us, Chris? Uh, Well, you can always go to our website, likeriotlab.com. If you want to sign up for the call for art, if you go to their blog right now, it's blog.lightgrayartlab.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see a little boss rush icon, and you can click there, and you'll be taken to the entry. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. You can like us on Facebook and stay up to date with everything we're doing there. You can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store, stream it directly on Stitcher Radio, and you can also follow us on Tumblr, lightgrayartgallery.com. .tumblr.com. Awesome. And thanks again for being a part of our last podcast of the year. Oh, yeah. Yep. And when we see you next, it will be shiny, fantastic, new 2015. So hope you enjoy your last couple days, and we'll talk with you soon. See you next year. So, so, what were you? Saying? I was talking. I I know what I what I was talking about, but I don't know what I was saying exactly. But don't play it again, please, because I don't hear it. This is a light gray meditation session. I'm your host, Lindsay Nolbert, with this most luxurious voice. We could do chanting and that and yeah. that bowl. Yep, we'll be like one hour long. This. Yep. One hour long. You ready? Number three. Snap time. That's what we're going to call this podcast, okay? Okay. It's called nap time. time. I'll be like, imagine you are in a world covered in puffs. Puffs plus with lotion. You are not only moisturized, but you are also quite comfortable. Are, are you making an ad? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that's an ad for. That's an ad for for going to bed.